I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey guys, Michelle here. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Today on the show, we're slowing things down. And we are joined by Stephanie O'Day. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she writes, coaches, speaks, and teaches all things slow living. And if you guys have been around the podcast for a while, you know that I take a stand against hustle culture, and I understand what it means to be productive and all of the things that we're juggling as moms in you know 21st century and all the things we have to do. Um, and I do a lot of those things too, but I'm becoming more aware of not getting sucked into being busy all the time and being way more intentional about slowing down. And it's so important that we become comfortable with stillness and a different pace, a slower pace, if we truly want to experience regulation in our nervous system. 
So Stephanie helps busy people like us, primarily moms, meet and exceed their personal and professional goals, but doing it in a sustainable way, right? I just think about the story of the tortoise and the hare. It's like the slow and steady wins the race, no hustle required. So in this episode, we talk about how we can create and live the life of our dreams, but doing it in a sustainable way. She teaches us the five steps to slow living. And she also shares her story, which I love. It started with a New Year's resolution to use her slow cooker every single day. And um, she started blogging about it. And the blog just took off and went crazy. And it created this whole platform for her. So we talk about that too. Um, but man, lean into this one. Get curious. If you're someone who is busy, right? The last time someone asked you, hey, how you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm just so busy. Um, catch yourself when you tend to say that and get curious about why it is that you stay busy all the time. And then I think the next question is, um, why does that feel so comfortable? And maybe why does slowing down feel so uncomfortable? So enjoy this conversation today with Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the Calm Mom podcast. Uh, I'm just so grateful that you've agreed to spend some time and share with our audience today. So welcome. Thank you for having Michelle. I am thrilled and you are absolutely speaking my language. All right. This is going to be good. Before we jump in, we're going to talk about slow living today, you guys. Um, and before we do that, I would love if you shared with our audience just a little bit about yourself and your family uh, before we get into it. Absolutely. So I'm Stephanie O'Day. I do have a podcast, the Slow Living Podcast, but that's not what I'm mostly known for. I'm mostly known as the Crockpot Lady. And that's because in 2008, I made a New Year's resolution to use my Crockpot slow cooker every day for a year and write about it online. And um, I am a walking, talking example of what happens when you stick to your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I love this. I love this. The timing is perfect. <laughs> so, um, so it worked. And I, um, I followed through. And I ended up on the Rachel Ray Show and Good Morning America. And book publishers um, found me. And I was fortunate enough to be able to stay home with my babies um, for 12 years. And that's really Actually, why I wanted to start writing online was I wanted to find a legitimate way to work from home because even when I was little and in college, I kind of wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, which sounds backwards feminist, but that's what I like. I like tiny little baby beings. Mm -hmm. um, and and so I, I created this sort of job for myself where I did get paid, but but really in my neighborhood and in my life, I was just my three kids' mom. Oh, I love that. And I also love your acknowledgement or recognition that, in my opinion, I think it's kind of twisted that we feel like we have to justify being at home or that that's not feminist or something <laughs> because that role is so important and it's so vital and it is such a job, right? Like you are a working mom, no matter where you spend any time of your day. Um, so I just love that. So this crock pot idea. First of all, I lo <laughs> just love that you're able to show up consistently for a whole year doing that. It's amazing. Tell me how that kind of translated into a broader mission. Like, were you always someone who kind of lived at a different pace than others? Or was this something that was kind of eye-opening for you? Um, So I do now realize, so I'm much older than you, but I do now realize that, uh, so at this recording, I am 
uh, a week away from turning 47. I had undiagnosed ADHD for pretty much my whole life. And so now I do know that, yes, I have that, but I'm not doing anything about it, meaning I'm not medicating. Um, I just have systems in place. So for me, putting food on in the morning when I was still highly caffeinated and coherent and my babies were not clawing at me was the right thing to do because then I never had to think about it ever again. And it, it literally was not safe when they're like, um, when they're babies and, and they were like strapped to my chest to be chopping onions or sauteing on the stove. It, it just didn't work. And I love my kids. I love everything about them, but they were cranky between 4 and 6 p.m. And I didn't want to be in that in the house. I wanted to be out the park and, and running around the neighborhood and doing that and then come home. Dinner's ready. Strap them in the high chair. Let's feed the babies. And, and so... Getting the crock pot on was was truly a sanity saver to me. And, and I loved, I've I've loved every bitty bit of it. And it wasn't a hardship to write my story mm. online. I actually thought publishers would want me to write books on New Year's resolutions and, and goal setting and achieving, not cookbooks. Um, mm. That was uh, not what I had planned because I don't, consider myself a good cook. I know how to do it, but like there's people who who dream about food and and that's not me. I I have to feed the people. Yeah. So, I continued to cook. Um and so the way that had sort of morphed into slow living was I got fired. <laughs> I got fired by my book publishers and literary agent because the Instant Pot hit the market and they wanted me to translate all my recipes to the Instant Pot. But again, my brain doesn't work that way. I don't want to cook at 5 p.m. when I'm already overtired, over hungry, a little bit, what is the term, hangry? Like, yes. yes, no. So I think the technology is great that you can cook a frozen chicken in 45 minutes, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So um, I sort of had this kind of like, voice of God kind of thing happening. And the idea was just because you can do it fast, it doesn't mean you should. And oh. so I I actually unplugged from the internet for a little while. I was taking care of my my grandma who um who needed care. She's since passed away. Um and I I just revolted. I refused to embrace the instant pot. Um and and so just sort of shifted um, into writing, coaching, teaching, and speaking about slow living. And, and that's really where my heart and soul is. And, and ironically, it's how the whole Crock-Pot site got started. Um, my my favorite, I'm a huge acronymer. Acronymer, is that a word? Yeah. And, and maybe that's the ADHD part of me talking. But um, the acronym I use for slow is to simply look only within. And I feel like when you give yourself the grace to ask yourself really good questions, your your intuition, your subconscious kind of bubbles up with the answer. So I knew way back at the so this was Christmassy time of 2007. I knew I wanted to start a a website, and so I just kept journaling and meditating and asking myself, well, what do I want to write about? Well, what do I want to write about? And I knew. Um, recipe sites did very well online because it has tight SEO, which is search engine optimization. And I started to think, well, gosh, Steph, what are you Googling? And I was Googling chicken recipes. And and 
and and honestly, I was Googling gluten-free chicken recipes and, and none of that existed. So I'm like, well, you should just do that. And and that that really is how the whole thing came together. <laughs> wow. I love your story so much. And I love just the representation within your career of a broader shift, I think, in all of society to go from this slow, slow living and even slow cooking to everything instant, instant pot moving at such a faster pace. Um, and there's a cost to all of that. And I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit. Like, why do you think as moms, as women, we now are having such a hard time slowing down or feeling like that's an, that's an important value? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with not being comfortable trusting our gut and our intuition. So we're constantly searching and seeking signs um, from others or signs from social media or signs that we're on the right track. And, and so we're looking, well, gosh, that lady down the street already has her Christmas lights up. Like, I guess I'm behind or, or so-and-so has her kid in Kumon and my kid's not in Kumon and now they're never going to get into Stanford. And so I'm behind. And, and really, really, if, if you are slow and you are calm and Mm. you're in a good mood and you say, what do I want? What do I want for my kids? We want them to be happy and we want them to be healthy and Mm. everything else is just noise and nonsense. And and a lot of it is marketing hype. It really Mm. is. It is. I agree. I agree. I think when we really have to challenge the way in which we're thinking and our priorities and all these different things and, you know, slow, what do they say? Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Is that like a Navy SEAL saying, I think? Um, but just, really- I don't know, but that does sound right. <laughs> when you're on the water, you don't want it choppy and bumpy. So yeah. that makes sense. Slow is yeah. smooth and smooth is fast. So just slowing down is actually fast in a lot of ways. Um, we just don't we just don't see it that way. Yeah. And, and especially go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say is especially when it comes from our kids, I think yeah. um we're so anxious that we're doing it wrong. Yeah. And and so um the the idea that they should learn three languages and play mm-hmm. the violin. And, and and do all of this other stuff, or they're going to quote unquote fail at life. Yeah, it is is really um, detrimental. Um, and and so I have three children, and um, uh, the way my husband and I always did it is is we lim we limited their schedule, and we thought about you do something for your brain, and you do something for your body, and then that's it. Mm, Th- that's it. That. Um, and don't over schedule the kids. I love that. I think it's so important. And I think the research is supporting that they need unstructured time, right? And unstructured play for their for their development. Uh, my girls are five and six. And last year, it was kind of their first year in just all the school stuff. And we did it. We signed up for dance and it was like, you know, Lego brick robotics class after school and like all of these different things. And at the end, not to mention how expensive all of this stuff is. But then at the end of the year, I'm like, I'm I'm burnt out because of all of the things that you guys are doing and you're five and six years old and I'm the grown up and I'm going to put a stop to it. And all summer, it was just playing and hanging out. And then they started this school year and they're not in dance class anymore. Like they're doing no ex- extracurriculars. And um, there's a part of me that 
often tugs at like, are they missing out? Are they going to be behind? Is there part of their brain that's not developing kind of like you're alluding to, but it's just a consistent reminder that they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. And all of that stuff will come. And I just love your advice about something for your body and something for your mind. That's such a great framework to kind of keep it simple and make sure that they're developing. That's beautiful. Very simple. Yeah. So I do have a background in child psychology and development. I used to run um, preschool centers and one actually was housed within a homeless shelter. And so we were very aware of uh, just the the mental load and the capacity of these tiny little baby beings because they had yeah. already had so much trauma in their life. Yeah. You don't want to add to it. Um, and kids can feel grown-ups stress. So yeah. if you're not calm and cool and collected as best you can, if you don't take the time to center yourself, mm-hmm. um, it really will spill over it onto your onto your kids. And, and you can't do it perfectly. So, so this isn't um, a shame thing that no. if you already can tell like, okay, I'm a little spirally, I'm a little frantic and floundering. That's okay. Yeah, That's data that then you can decide on purpose to, to tweak and, and, and really think about um, what needs to happen. And I will tell you from a developmental standpoint, and I happen to also work in an elementary school right now um, for like what you need to get into kindergarten, Mm. you need to be able to sit crisscross applesauce for 10 minutes and listen to a story, raise your hand. Oh, tell people when you have to go to the bathroom. That's a big one. Um, and, and, and learn how to walk in line. You, you don't need to read. You, you, you don't, you don't need, uh, to count backwards in four different languages and hop on one foot at the same time. You, you do not. Um, it's just fine. It's just fine. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for that (laughs) reminder. Oh, that's wonderful. Hear me out for a second. Are you the strong, silent type? Do you ever feel tired and, and maybe you struggle to take action? Or I bet you have all of these great thoughts and these ideas and opinions, but maybe you have a hard time expressing yourself. Are you really down to earth? You hold everything all together. Maybe people have even told you that they admire how strong you are, but on the inside, life and and motherhood actually feel pretty hard. You might have thought that all of these things are just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially in motherhood. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became habits and then they became patterns. And now that we're adults, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram, but rather they describe our safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't actually describe who we are, but what is blocking who we actually are. The good news is that once you take the quiz, learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. 
I know you teach on five key steps that you recommend for people who are looking to embrace slow living. And I would love for you to share those with our audience. Sure. So there's there's five steps to slow living. And the first one is to declutter all that's yes. not working. And we've yes. most certainly spent some time talking about that. So, and sometimes it's kind of uncomfortable because it could be people. Yes. And, and, yeah. and, and you might need to put a pause on, on some good. people that are stressing you out. Maybe not forever. Yep. Um, but but just pay attention. And when you're decluttering um the stuff in your house, um, do it when you're in a good mood. <laughs> Don't just take the trash bag and get rid of all of the stuff. Um d- decide uh and, and center yourself first. And then the the second step is to know where you're headed. So know what you're trying to accomplish. So if you've got little tiny baby beings in your house right now, mm-hmm. chances are you want them happy and healthy and um and and just a sense of calmness. It's not going to be Pinterest perfect. It's no. just not. Yeah. It's just not. So you don't want your house to look like a pottery barn showroom because you have people who live there and that's okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So so very thoughtfully and intentionally know where you're headed. And then three is um to stay present and positive as as much as you possibly can. Um, mm-hmm. And and for some of us, that means to actually put down the phone and stop videoing and and just really be there and and talking and and paying attention to mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. And then um, four is teeny tiny action steps every okay. day. I'm I'm a huge fan of 10 minute timers. So I tell Siri or I tell Alexa all the time to set a timer for 10 minutes um, and just do the thing, whatever it is. If you know you need to balance the checkbook, just go do the thing in, in 10 minute chunks. If you know you need to clean um, something, uh, bring everyone in. We we have five people in our house. So if I set the timer for 10 minutes, that's 50 minutes of cleaning. Mm. That's a lot of yes. cleaning. And we can um, kind of reset really quickly. And then um, five is just Tweak, modify, mm-hmm. fine tune. Don't just blow it all up, um, but but make tiny, thoughtful, mindful um, tweaks. Yeah, that's so good. With being a mom of three, I would love to hear maybe some ways in which slow living has impacted just your like your motherhood, and then also your own kids' experiences. Like, are there things that you've had to say? no to or things that you've seen like, wow, this really paid off in this way. Now that they're getting older, I kind of see it. Yeah. So they have thanked me for um, keeping them away from social media. Okay. And so that's really interesting. Um, uh, so all of them have thanked me. So they're now currently 22, 19, and 13. One's mm-hmm. away at law school, one is in the UC system, and uh, my youngest is an eighth grader. And um, because I spent so much time online, I could see how it's all designed to be highly addictive. Yes. And I didn't want that. And then I also have never put um, their names online or their faces. And that was just a decision that my husband and I made. And I know everyone makes their own decisions. And this isn't a, this has to always be this way for anyone. Yeah. That was a family decision that we made. And, and for me, it was because they were tiny and they couldn't consent. Mm-hmm. And that really bothered me. Um, so I, so we just didn't do it. Um, for some way, some people might 
have thought, and and sometimes I agree with this. So I'm going back and forth, and I I realize that I sound a little wobbly. Um, it probably held me back in some ways in growing the business because mm. cute kid videos and and talking about your children, um, will work and go viral quickly on the internet. And I have just decided I'm in this yeah. for the long haul, and so I know I've quote unquote left money on the table in that way, but I'm I'm very secure. Yeah, with that decision. And now that they're older, they like that when their name is Googled, um, it doesn't come up. Or if it comes up, it's just because they've decided on purpose to create a LinkedIn profile for themselves. So, um, so I'm I'm pleased with that. Um, I do know in the beginning when they were all super young, I yelled too much. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just out of frustration. None of us can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just out of frustration. So my 13-year-old, um, I think she was 12 at the time. And we, just this past winter, we were driving to the snow. And, and just out of the blue, she says, do you remember when you used to yell all the time? Mm. And it, it, it did feel like a sucker punch. I felt like I failed. And so I turned off the radio and, and we've got a minivan. So I immediately turned around. And I'm like, you're right. I am so sorry. You are right. And that was because I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I couldn't, uh, without a doubt, foreshadow that we would be okay, that we would meet the financial goals, that the the path we were on would work. And, and you're absolutely right. I screwed up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And And I was ready to get into this really big, long discussion about it. And she's like, it's okay. You don't do it anymore. And like, she just moved on. But, but I mean, this was a good, probably a year ago. And it haunts me that I know I created um, that sort of core memory um, that I don't like about myself, but it is what it is. And, and I am the kind of person who wants to acknowledge and not dismiss things that have happened in the past because they, they're, they're real things and, and you have to shine a light on them. And, and get down to it. And I know, I know I was, I was trying to take care of grandma. I was trying to yeah. keep my mom happy. I was trying to do all the things all the time. And I, and I wasn't um, in a, in a calm, peaceful place at the time. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, especially with kids who are older, because I feel like we all need to hear it. <laughs> we all yeah. need to hear it. And we care so much in our motherhood yeah. role and we want to do well. But the truth is that you know, we're all doing the best we can at the time with the resources that we have. And we all fall short sometimes Mm -hmm. or show up in ways that aren't our best. And it does have an impact on our kids. And that can be something that's hard to, to hold as their parent. You don't want, you don't ever want to hurt them or cause them harm. Um, And it's just also part of life's journey. And our parents did the same with us. And just the fact that she felt safe enough to bring that up to you and your response being so beautiful and just the accountability that taught you taught her in that moment. Um, and then I just love that she was like, it's okay. You don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. good kids. And I think a lot of us um, in, in this kind of newer generation of moms are realizing that we weren't apologized to. Yeah. Um, there's there's some pretty shitty sorry don't say bad words but there's some stuff that that happened to us that was never acknowledged That's at right. all um I mean, I mean some really 
bad and, and traumatizing and, and harmful things that um, no one will ever apologize for. It's just sort of dismissed or brushed off or, well, that's just what we did back then. And, and that's not actually acknowledging um, the hurt. And so I really do think um, taking the time to, to look your littles in the eyes and if, and if you mess up, you mess up and, and owning that um, and sitting with it. And if it's something that you personally know is a pattern for yourself and you can't break away from, then then asking for help, seeking help. Yes, that's right. There's resources out there. Um, and I feel like this, it feels like it comes full circle because what you're talking about in these parenting moments feels to me like simply look only within, right? It's like coming back to that slow acronym because so much of parenting really has less to do with how our kids are behaving or showing up or all of these things and really what's going on for us, right? As the parents inside within. Yeah. Beautiful. They're tiny little mirrors. (laughs) Yes, they sure are. Oh, they sure are. And they will show us every little crack and crevice we have available for growth and healing and all those triggers. Um, They're certainly gifted at pointing those out, out, out in us. Yeah. Yeah. So for people listening who we started talking about the crock pot and the recipes and the 365 <laughs> days worth, um, are you still doing that? Like, are, is all of that stuff still online for people who are looking for recipes for their families or tell us what resources are still available? Yeah. So, um, so the URL is a year of slow Um, I do have a pretty robust email list. Um, and it really is me writing every once in a while, someone will write back like, Staff, I'm like, yes, it is me. <laughs> um, so I I enjoy it. I mean, I don't come up with new recipes because there's a thousand on the site. And wow. one of the reasons I I did try and and step away was because it felt phony to keep coming up with new pot roast recipes. And yeah. and my publisher and the literary agent was like, well, all you have to do is change a few ingredients and put a new name on it and it's a new recipe. And it it didn't fit well with me. Yeah. It, it felt like ethically wrong. And, and so I get it. I get that the way the internet works, the way the algorithm works is you need to constantly feed the beast. But I just I just didn't want to do it. So it's there. Um and and they're very searchable. Um and I do send out an email list. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that's at a year of slow cooking. And then the the slow down stuff is at stephanieoday.com. Awesome. We will link all of that in the show notes. What is the most popular recipe that that the most oh. like? Yeah. So taco soup. Hands oh, down. I love taco soup. Yeah. Yeah. So so the original taco soup um recipe is on that side. And it's interesting because I'll see my recipes kind of all over the internet. Um so, I mean, like creme brulee in the crock pot and, and baked potatoes in the crock pot and uh, cheesecake and making yogurt. Like I invented all of those way back then, but I didn't have good pictures and, and I'm not like a fancy food writer. So I see it now. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm at peace with it. It served its purpose. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love all of that. I love that so much. And I love that just in our conversation together today the boundaries that I've heard you set and be okay with, like the boundary not to show your kids faces or names, the bound, even though it co- had a cost, right? Probably to your business, mm-hmm. the boundary not to let your kids 
on social media, even though there was certainly, I'm sure, a lot of conversations and whining or whatever about that at the time. Um, this boundary, right, to stay true to to what felt aligned and right for you and your business and not compromise that just for another sale or click or whatever. Yeah. Like, man, you, you've you've shared so much with us. <laughs> and also that, like for people listening, it's like we can make these choices and set these lines um, to protect what is yeah. value, what our values are. And and it does come back to that slow acronym, um, but that's not what sells, and that's yeah. not flash. And um, and everyone wants six pack abs and yeah. uh, uh, lose ten pounds in your sleep, and and all of those yeah. kind of things. And that's hustle culture, yeah. and um, and that really is pushed, and and more so by the internet and by social media. And it's tricky because I wouldn't have met you without the internet. Um, and, and I, and I love the, the technology aspect of it. I happen to live in Silicon Valley. So, I mean, this is where it is very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think your word of boundaries is so important to acknowledge. I am not black or white. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not black or white. Right. Do my kids goof off on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we all do. We all do. But um, and and now two of them are full fledged adults, so I have no freaking clue what they're doing. Um, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I schedule my days. Um, and I also like to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I am pretty productive, but I also binge watch Bravo. Like, like there's there's definitely a give and a take. Yes. And and I never want to come across as holier than thou because um if we're lucky life is long and there's plenty of time to do all the stuff. But they're mm-hmm. they really are only teeny tiny baby beings for a short amount of time. And um and I was I was just talking to a teacher friend the other day. We were talking about how much we miss um breastfeeding. And mm-hmm. and the the principal's like what do you mean? I'm like, oh my gosh, you could sit on the couch and be productive and be like, I'm sorry, I'm feeding the baby. Like I miss, I really miss that so much. So if that is you, savor it, love it, nurture it. Yes. Uh, I love all of this. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This was great. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.